Hello and welcome to Pokesports, a competitive Pokemon podcast. I'm Mike and I play with one Pokemon on the field. I'm Kevin. Hoopty doopty doo. Well, <laughs> I was like, you, you sat down, you sat us down in like a fireside chat. You had your hands together, your fingers together, just like the tips. And just like, I'm Kevin. But then you dropped it immediately after with a hoopty doopty doo. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin plays with two Pokemon on the field. In case uh, you didn't notice. In case you didn't notice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the final series of Pokemon Sword and Shield. Today, we're going to be talking about Pokemon Sword and Shield. We're going to be talking about Pokemon Unite, a little bit about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, because, of course, that's always coming up. But uh, let's jump into it. Kevin, are you ready? You're ready for I've, a good podcast. I've been born ready. How's everyone doing? Great. Good to hear. Yeah. Thanks for responding to me. I always love asking questions on the podcast that we need immediate oh, answers for. You know what I'm excited for, too? What's that? I'm excited to see if anyone had good damage calcs from last week using your damage calculator. Yes, that was, an, that was a very interesting one. Because that yeah. could be a video. Just be like, funny, terrestrialized damage calculations. And we do have a few, actually. Oh, yeah? Nice. Good job, guys. Q&As right now, yeah. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, pokesports.org, damage calculator. You can use Terra types there now, so go and have fun. That's right. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about Series 14. Uh, series 14, of course, is the uh, season that is exactly like Series 12. I'm going to make some predictions. Yeah. Going to make some predictions here since our predictions are always correct. I'm going to assume... Mm -hmm. That in series 14, Incineroar would be will be 73.76% usage. <laughs> Zacian will be 69.57% usage. Nice. And the rest is irrelevant. <laughs> series 12, of course, for those who don't remember, uh, was the standard GS cup of of Pokemon, uh, allowing two uh, re uh, two restricted Pokemon to be on your team. Uh, at any time uh, up until now, we've had kind of it was that anything goes almost. We're just like kind of just put whatever you want on your you team. You still couldn't duplicate right. Pokemon. You still couldn't duplicate items, but you can pretty much duplicate everything else. So, yeah, it's fun. Uh, how did you find Series 13 compared to Series 12? Um, It was OK. I think I had more success in Series 12 because there's there was less meaty things hitting me in the face. Right. Um, I could play more fun Pokemon in Series 12 as well. Got away with it. In fact, for Series 14, what I will be doing um, this time around for Series 14, we don't have too many Series 14 videos because, of course, we have the new game coming out in the middle of the month. Mm -hmm. But for the videos that I have planned on YouTube.com slash Pokesports, yeah. what... Uh, what I want to do is I want to take the confirmed returning Pokemon and limit my team to those confirmed returning Pokemon just so we can get used to seeing them before Scarlet and Violet comes out. Uh, except for the restricteds because obvious reasons. I, I will have two restricted Pokemon that exist because that is Series 12 followed by four returning Pokemon from Scarlet and Violet. Mm. Which I think will be fun. That should be fun. You know what I'm I'm excited for? Uh, that I don't think I've seen a lot of people talk about. Uh, and really, there's nothing, there's not a way that people can talk about this because we won't know until the actual game comes out. Is the fact that between games, between generations, Pokemon has been known to actually tweak stat totals. Uh, yes. 
between certain Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Pokemon have gotten better over time. Some Pokemon have gotten significantly worse over time. Uh, they could tweak abilities too. Like yeah. they tweak Mimikyu's disguise. Remember when Mimikyu used to not take 10% damage from getting hit? Yeah. It used to just take nothing. So you used to be able to disguise and sash the Mimikyu. So you'd have to hit it three times for it to die. Yeah. Good, what da- a nice good time days. that was. Or Gale Wings, for example. You Gale used to just Wings, keep spamming Brave Bird <laughs> until the end of time. Um, I think a, a, some more notable nerfs was Aegislash this, this last generation. Lost 10, uh, 10 base stat totals in both its defenses, That's which, right. which also affects its attack when its stance changes. So, yeah. See, this is why I love having you uh, as, my, as my co-host here, Kevin, is because I... Like I can say these things like, <laughs> oh, I'm excited for stat changes because that that's happened before. But then you were just like, yeah, they're like this time and this time and this time and this time. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> mention like, oh. the, five, the five base stat total they gave to uh, Raichu. True. They made Raichu five base speed faster in generation six. I really want to know <laughs> what what they were thinking while they did specifically that. They nerfed they parental like, bond from 25 from 50 percent after mm-hmm. to 25 percent after they've done a lot of things yeah <laughs> um but they do it silently yes yeah, they, they never, never put say out, anything yeah they don't it, you have to find this through a data mine or an external source which is hey i mean fine but like tell me something it's like they ignore these numbers they ignore the fact that these numbers exist yeah and it's people like, just kind of like have to feel it after a little while right like they're they're using a, a kangaskhan's mega evolution and they're like Okay, I'm I'm gonna hit him with a body slam. Wait a second, the second one didn't do that much damage. What's going on here? And of course, mm-hmm. like you have to use it like five times before you're like, this is a was this a change? This is different. Yeah. That or you, you just math it out. look at the, we won't know anything until the data mines come out for this game, unfortunately. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's like the data mines are necessary for these numbers sometimes. Because Pokemon doesn't give it to us. Yeah, because like like Mike said, that they're We'd have to wait for people to realize it first before before we even notice it's there. Yeah. The data mines will at least let us know that it's there before it happens. Um, <laughs> yeah. Another thing is like, I don't know when when it comes to to changes like this. I'm I'm curious what they're gonna do in the next generation. There are a couple mm-hmm. of ideas that I think that they have to address. Um, two of them being. Zacian and Incineroar, two Pokemon that I mentioned earlier, yeah. having 75% usage or 70% usage in a metagame that was played at a World Championships, they've got to take note to that. They've, they've got to notice and they have to address it. Because if if at all Game Freak looks at anything, it's at least the World Championships because mm-hmm. they're there in person watching them. Happen. They're there, they're speaking to it, they're showing yeah. like, that. that's their E3 pretty much. They yeah, show the so most important things over there. They they got to take note and they got to do something about those two Pokemon because as it stands, um, those are problematic. In my opinion, I don't think they're going to touch base stats too much. If they're mm-hmm. going to touch base stats, they're not going to touch Incineroar's base stats. I feel like they'll touch Zacian's base stats, if anything. But the problem is, if you tweak Zacian's base stats, you kind of have to tweak Zamazenta's base stats. And I don't think Zamazenta needs the nerf. <laughs> don't do that to my yeah, boy. That's what, that's what I'm saying. You can't have one box legend just be like inherently better than the other. Yeah. You can't have one be 720 base stats and the other be like 710. Oh, no. <laughs> um, 
Don't so I do think that to Maisama Zenta. Come on, it, it was done so dirty in this game anyway. <laughs> like, they have to either not give it the sword this game, or mm-hmm. they have to to change Intrepid Swords somehow. Yeah, I don't know how, but somehow. If they changed Intrepid Sword to only be on the first switch in, uh, or on the first you know debut then uh, I think that would make sense. But then you would also have to recode things like, I don't know, download. Mm. Uh, and, and just all of those, those abilities that are already like, every time you switch it in, this happens. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure they're all coded very similarly. You'd also have to have to recode Dauntless Shield to be only once per switch in. Like I said, Zamazenta doesn't need more nerfs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can't change uh, anything about Zacian without changing without something changing about Zamazenta. Yeah, that's it's the true. issue. But yeah. I mean, at this point, they might just say, screw those dogs. We got two new lizards to play with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember when uh, X and Y came out. How did they debut fairy types? Sylveon, they... I think, was the first one. Oh, okay. They showed Sylveon. They're like, look at this pink thing. And then everyone was like, is that a normal type Eevee? And then they were like, no. <laughs> a new typing. <laughs> I don't honestly remember. It was so long yeah, ago. Right? That, was tw- that was almost 10 years ago. Because there's all these mechanics around it too, like the the weaknesses and the resistances and that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm I trying to remember anything, how they talked about that. They're not going to reveal a new typing. I, not, obviously, they're not, not for sure. Nine, not 17 days or 16 <laughs> days before release. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't remember how they introduced it. It might have been like back then, everything was like Coro Coro magazines getting leaked. Do you remember that? Yeah. So we all knew about it beforehand that they officially released it. Now no one reads books anymore, so we don't get those no more. Right. But <laughs> we have to deal with it through the industrial side where people yeah. are like, oh, this guy's getting uh, Scarlet and Violet now. And it's like, oh, man, come on. <laughs> it, it makes it does truly make me incredibly sad that people are getting the games now. People have it in their hands right now. And it's now, not even it's that I'm salty upset. about it. I'm not salty about it. Like, I it's am. not that I wish it were me. I uh, do. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> on, on that, on the side of sympathy there, like, if it's going to be sent out to people, I would kind of want to be one of those people, sure. But, like, I am upset at the fact that it's happening in the first place. Yeah. That, like, streamers are getting it. What do streamers need a game two, or, two weeks early for? Listen... They got their uncle works on Nintendo. What could I say? Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like especially with Pokemon games, they're doing a. I, I see. I don't want to say they're doing a good job because a lot of the game was already leaked. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to screenshots and stuff and knowing what these new Pokemon look like, we pra- we practically know the whole new decks theoretically. If mm-hmm. you're following leaks, the the whole new decks is out. But we don't have screenshots, and I think Pokemon's doing a great job in locking that down, apparently. It's true. Yeah, oh, numbers. Absolutely. We don't even have numbers. Like, we just got, like, what it looks like and the types that it is. That's we barely have it. what it looks like. Yeah. Because there's like, so much misinformation out there as well. That, but, yeah. like, we have an idea of what some of them look like, but we don't, you know, know exactly what they are. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what Pommy evolves into. I still don't know what Smoliv <laughs> evolves into. I have an idea of what it We've might. We've met these Pokemon months ago. We still yeah. don't know what they do. Well, we actually, the starters for sure, too. <laughs> we don't even have second stages or first stages, whatever they're called. Yeah. Second stage is the third stage, right? In TCG, they call it stage one, which is very confusing. Okay, the we don't even know what the, what the, what, what the uh, teenage 
the teenage <laughs> yeah, Pokemon fair. look like. I want to I want to know what their midlife crisis is like. Let me know. Can I just say also, here's a quick tangent. Uh, the best two Pokemon that uh, have teenage looking middle evolutions, in my opinion, are Charmander, because, of course, in the show, they made Charmeleon out to be this like super teen, but also Sobble's uh, <laughs> Sobble's uh, evolution. I like Reboot. Reboot is great, Re- too. It's a ninja. It goes from ninja to soccer player. Don't know how that's just like this cool, like, yeah, thing (laughs) over its mouth. Yeah, (laughs) her boots a good one, hands in its pockets. Like, yeah, you can see him like leaning against a building. I see some massive reboot energy, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, so that's uh, that's series 14. Uh, if you're playing it, uh, good luck. I hope you have a good time. Not no one's going to play it. I'm going to spend hours trying to find opponents on the ladder. So if you haven't paired with me yet in these three years, play some series 14 in the mornings. Now's the you time. You might pair with me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, also, over the weekend, I want to say, yeah, over the weekend, uh, there was the ultimate finale, which was eh, interesting. This interesting. Is the ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny. Uh, the way that the ultimate showdown, oh, <laughs> the way that the ultimate finale <laughs> <got> worked, <laughs> you know, they can't do ultimate showdown because of like the word showdown is just ruined for Pokemon. Now they can't ever use that word. They can't. Um, <laughs> anyway, the way that it works is you can bring any Pokemon that you want, but you can also bring duplicates. Yeah. Which was a very funny thing to see Pokemon do because their whole thing is like, you know, playing your Pokemon legit and using them the way that you caught them. In what world are you going to have sixations if you're not <laughs> if you're not hacking them into your game? I guess you, you you know call up your five friends who had Pokemon Sword and they're like, "Yo, give me your station real quick." But I need it for the ultimate finale. <laughs> exactly. uh, it, it, this is the anything goes of Pokemon. Correct. This is this is where we got to. They literally said, "Hey, screw it." <laughs> Have fun. Yeah, go is and what they said. Somehow yeah. there were still first place and second places that didn't have six stations. That yeah, that was actually really interesting. In fact, we have the number one team uh, from the ultimate finale, and that team consisted of a Whimsicott, a Zekrom with assault vest, a Zation, because of course you have to have a Zation, a uh, Choice Specs Calyrex Shadow. And two Kyogres. <laughs> one with Mystic Water, one with Scarf. <laughs> and, and honestly, that's beautiful. You just put both of the uh, Kyogre sets and you say, go. Well, here's what you can do, though. Mm-hmm. The Kyogre with the Scarf can just go there, click Water Spout, while the other Kyogre can Dynamax and then just smack it with an Origin Pulse if the Water Spout's not going to be enough. That's really or interesting. Or it cannot Dynamax, and then right. you just double water spout them. Right. The Kyogre with the Choice Scarf um, definitely had it, it had the water spout and Origin Pulse, but it yeah. also had Thunder, and I want to say that's Blizzard because it's all in Japanese. Um, Maybe because, Blizzard of course, you want to have... Yeah. yeah, right. Because, of course, you want to have all of your attack moves when you have uh, Choice Scarf. But if you choose to Dynamax that, then you have those moves. If you choose not to Dynamax that, then you still have a super fast... Uh, Kyogre with attacking moves. Uh, that's oh man. And you know what? Having the second Kyogre can also offer you what 
if you lead with your scarf Kyogre and they lead with their Groudon to counter your scarf Kyogre, you bring in your other Kyogre <laughs> to get rid of the sun and then kill the Groudon. That is nuts. This person, kudos to them, man. It's they got so all the Pokemon they need here. And then they have a Assault Vested Zekrom just to deal with Kyogres. Yep. Because Kyogres can't touch Zekrom. Zekrom can one-shot them no matter what because it's a physical attacker. Kyogre does not have good physical defense. Honestly, the most useless Pokemon on this team currently is probably the Zacian. <laughs> Actually, though, yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's probably the Zacian. Specs, the Kali, Shadow, team, yeah. terrifying. Wow. Oh, my goodness. The, the I mean, the Kali's there just to be a, be a Kali. Yeah. Uh, I want to know what the record was. Does he share that? Oh, it's all in Japanese. I know he got for oh he went thirty three and three overall. He's wow. only lost three battles, and didn't even play the full forty five games and still got first. That's didn't really need impressive. to. Yeah, didn't need to. That honestly, this was such an interesting uh, social experiment. I guess uh, just seeing like how do people deal with certain things? How do people deal with weather? Was was kind of how this this team. The question that this team answered and the reason the way that you deal with weather is by adding a duplicate weather setter yeah just take it away <laughs> yeah Here's you don't need to lead with the kyogre kyogre you can just lead with like kyogre whimsicott and then if if a groudon shows up then swap the whimsicott out or if it doesn't just lead with the second kyogre or yeah second kyogre and uh just reset the weather like kevin said it's oh genius Dude, Japanese players are so good. The top 10 literally has nine Japanese players in the ultimate finale. Yeah. You that keep wanting wild. to say it. I, I try and hold it. I hold the, it. The showdown, yeah. <laughs> this is the ultimate. Okay. <laughs> Number three was French, though. Yeah, good job, Blaze. Yeah, Blaze. Represent <laughs> the French, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, Pierre. <laughs> I, really, I really think that Pokemon Home was used well in Sword and Shield. I don't think people yeah. talk about that too much, just how well Pokemon Home was leveraged. Because before it was just like, this is a receptacle for all your Pokemon. But now it's like, no, you can also see, you know, everything. I it. can't wait to see the list of Pokemon that are going to be in Scarlet and Violet officially, because then we get to know what Pokemon didn't make it to Sword and Shield and what Pokemon didn't make it to Scarlet and Violet that just have to sit in home <laughs> for two for an, generations for, a, uh, for another three years waiting <laughs> to leave. Um, or this could be the last Pokemon game on Switch. You know, Switch is not at the beginning of its life cycle anymore. Right. I don't know what's coming afterwards. Hopefully it's something similar that could still play old Switch games so I don't have to buy a completely new console. But I guess we'll find out. I think... Okay, so the thing with the thing with consoles is that uh, the technology around how they got to your TV, how they got to your eyes, uh, was changing so much between the SNES and the GameCube, right? And for each one of those generations, they were using different kinds of inputs. For a mm -hmm. long time, we were just using like the RGB cables, right? Yes. And I don't even think the GameCube had uh, had like HDMI. I think HDMI no, was no. like a, a Wii thing. Not even. Maybe not even a Wii thing. Maybe Wii U. Yeah, it was, that was the first time yeah. it was on a Nintendo console. It was Wii U. That's right. And it and wasn't so with, traditional HDMI either. It was still kind of whack. <laughs> and apparently with the Switch, that was a different project for a very long time. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like Project Something. 
uh, was, was there. Yeah, exactly. Project Smidge. Um, but now that they have the Switch, I think like the only thing that they can do because HDMI is still is still a thing and the technology hasn't changed that much, um, especially with like network and network connectivity and that kind of stuff. Like it's all the same. It's been like that for 10, 15 years now. Um, it's just, is just to improve, improve the switch. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's yeah. what they did, right? They made the OLED. Um, mm. They did like some minor hardware tweaks, but like the next one, whatever comes after the switch, if they're going to keep, you know, improving it, uh, it's gotta be like, a beast of a machine to go up against like PS fives. I personally don't think they even have to have like a switch Two. you know, mm. I think the switch has like ever since the downfall of the Wii U and the mediocrity of the Wii U, the switch was just like a significant improvement. It's actually competing with PS five and Xboxes mm. nowadays. Um, and I think the thing that Nintendo has really good above those other consoles is their exclusivity of like Zelda games, Pokemon yeah. games. They have a lot of AAA titles that are exclusive to Nintendo that they really hold on to. I IP. honestly, yeah. th- they could probably have the Switch going for another six years and it wouldn't be an issue. Like, I don't think like when the PS6 is coming out and the Xbox a billion and two comes out, the Switch could still just be the new Switch. They, yeah. they can They could do some dumb marketing plot like that. It'll still be successful. Like, it's such a perfect piece of hardware that I have no complaints with. I I still think that the, they haven't been able to change or, f- um, they ha- nothing has been able to compete with the Switch, right? No. Like, They're trying. the Steam idea trying. of a handheld device that goes into a dock that becomes a TV device and just being able to switch that whenever is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And nobody's been able to do it. Uh, PS5 still has no handheld since the PSP. Xbox, yeah, right. The Vita tried, I guess. Because you used yeah. to be able to play PS3 games or use your Vita as a controller. I don't know. Whatever. Switch is, Switch is revolutionary. They're doing a good job. Please don't change. I can't afford it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Don't make <laughs> me buy another one. I just bought a, a Scarlet and Violet one. <laughs> That's staying in a box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, no, it's not moving anywhere. If I can buy the... Um, joy cons from a separate source i will absolutely do that yeah that's a good that's a good idea you definitely will be able to do that um for sure all right uh so that is the ultimate finale let's move on to pokemon unite um pokemon unite have you been playing a lot of pokemon unite recently no i've been playing bayonetta yeah that's true uh i haven't touched it since zoroark came out but uh, I do want to kind of go and do a deep dive uh, looking into Zoroark before I actually play it. And then the people who have actually been playing Zoroark and Pokemon Unite, you know, uh, might be able to sympathize with some of the, the pre-play ideas that we have or think, you know what, this guy's totally wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm totally happy to be that person. Uh, so welcome to Zoroark. Zoroark has finally been added to Pokemon Unite. And I'm sure at this point they've <laughs> they've announced another one. Uh, somewhere probably deep dives <laughs> yeah uh zoroark comes with a passive ability illusion which is something that we really hoped uh that zoroark would have zoroark takes the form of a random wild pokemon or pokemon from the opposing team zoroark returns to its original form when taking damage or using an auto attack or move applying the illusion applies invulnerable for 20 frames oh oh uh, this okay. ability has a 15 second cooldown 
Okay. Interesting. So every 15 seconds you can use it. That's that's pretty that's pretty wild. <laughs> I, I don't know if I like the fact that it can be a Pokemon from the opposing team. I've seen videos of Zoroark copying Rayquaza and walking <laughs> into the Rayquaza pit. And the thing is, Rayquaza doesn't have an animation that's prepared for that. So it's just a still image of Rayquaza just moving. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> and it's like, I wonder which one's the real one. Could it be this one that doesn't move or this one that is attacking me? <laughs> Could it be this Rayquaza.png that's coming toward me? Or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't like that it's uh, from the opposing team. I, I feel like as long as the opposing team knows what Pokemon is on your team, you know, if you see a Blissey coming at you and the other team doesn't have a Blissey on it, uh, then they're just going to be like, yeah, okay, that's just Sora work, obviously. <laughs> that also requires you to pay attention to what's happening, yeah. which we yeah. can't expect from our teammates. Which we should never expect, absolutely. <laughs> I think even like Zora work in VGC or Zora work in, in the video game, uh, just when you see it in team select, you you still don't know if it's going to be a Zora work. Yeah, there's no way of knowing. There are a little bit of subtle nuances, though. Um, like it using Dark Pulse? <laughs> No, no, no. The Azorork that is imitating a Zacian on your team won't get Intrepid Sword. Ah. So if you see the Zacians on the field doesn't get Intrepid Sword, you can assume it's a Zorork. True. And I think the same thing goes true with like Kyogre and Drizzle and Groudon and Drizzle. And Intimidate and, and, and uh, Drought. And kind of stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you see that Pokemon that usually have abilities don't have abilities, it's because that ability is illusion. Right. <laughs> you know? So. Which is funny because I'm always like, whenever that that pops up, my I'm too stupid. I'm like, oh, this is a uh, this is a weird uh, different set that they're using. Why doesn't this have intimidate? <laughs> why is this uh, why is this Incineroar? Oh, this must be a blaze Incineroar. <laughs> oh, no, is it using dark pulse? That's strange. <laughs> Technically possible. Yeah. Zoroark's basic attack becomes a boosted attack with every third attack, dealing increased damage. That's like everybody else. Like everybody <laughs> else. Uh, Zorua starts with slash at move one. Uh, dashes in a designated direction, dealing damage to enemies hit. So very standard, you know, zoots over and does a little Zoot. bit of damage. Yeah. That can either turn into Shadow Claw or Cut. Shadow Claw dashes in a designated direction, dealing damage to enemies, and leaves them unable to attack for a short time. If this move hits an enemy near the end point of the dash, they'll be thrown instead of being able to, uh, instead of being left unable to act. Interesting. Okay. So it's like a knockback. So dashing. Does Zoroark really want to increase the distance between? Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's an assassin. That's how they're playing mm. it, like a, a little bit of a speedster. So, okay, getting in and getting out is always nice. Just think, uh, Zara Aura with Volt Switch can just like zoot in there, blah, 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 and then zoot out. Right. Same thing with like Absol. Yeah. Yeah. All these dark Pokemon, they're uh, being treated the same. Uh, cut dashes in the designated direction, dealing damage to enemies, and restores Zoroark's HP. So it's good. You you love healing. I, I love healing in Pokemon Unite. It's always good. Never a problem. I don't know if uh, I like it necessarily on attackers kits because just because we we have Pokemon like Blissey and uh, and um, Cottony and 
Cliff Abel now that it's like, why? I don't know. Do we really need these guys to be self-sufficient? I will argue that Absol saw a lot of usage thanks to its lifesteal. You're right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that wasn't an ability that was just kind of smacked on into its auto attack. So Hmm. it can only go right. It's not like you have to choose if you want to go that direction. You are just forced in that direction. Okay. I will say that game eight recommends Shadow Claw over Cut. Uh, Strange just... Via principle that cut heals in the first place. In my mind, I'm like strange. Strange via principle that they decided cut was a was a Zoroark move. Yeah, <laughs> there are so many other Zoroark moves that I could think of that mm-hmm. aren't cut. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I'm sure Night Days is somewhere in there because that's the exclusive move. Oh but... yeah, Night Days. Wait, is that not one of its moves? Oh, it's not. It's Ooh, actually get, just not. What do you mean it's not? Uh, it's not on Unite. Unite doesn't have night days. They have cut Oh, no, instead. it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, oh, except it's uh, Unite move is Nightfall days is what it's called. Which is not night days. <laughs> nope. You're right. It's like Super Swole Slam or whatever it's called for Buzzwall. What does night days do? Night days deals damage and has a 40% chance of lowering the target's accuracy by one stage. That's nuts. I hate that. Yeah, but it misses. That's the problem. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, Zoroark's move two is Fury Swipes. Fury okay. Swipes uh, dashes in a designated direction, dealing damage to enemies. If this move hits an enemy for a short time, this move can be used again. Uh, neat. Cool. Move twos always kind of do a little bit more than move ones. Yeah. Uh, that can turn into either Night Slash or Faint Attack. Uh, and these are ones with novel descriptions. <clears throat> novel, yeah. TLDRs. Let's yeah. get on. <laughs> yeah. uh, Night Slash for two seconds charge, uh, changes the user's normal move to dash attacks. Uh, after performing a dash attack, the user's next auto attack changes into a unique boosted attack. Okay. So does empowered uh, attacks and moves. It sounds like this Pokemon dashes too much. It sounds like you can never attack this Pokemon because it's constantly just zooting around. And see, that's something that I have issue with Pokemon Unite is just I have trouble. And this is a me problem. I have trouble executing these super fast dashes with just a uh, thumbstick. Yeah, especially when it comes to like it auto selecting you sometimes to go to the lowest HP Pokemon. But it's like you don't want to go there. You kind of want to just focus down this one Pokemon. And yeah, the, the whole auto selecting thing is really irritating sometimes. And to the people saying, oh, but you can turn that off. Sometimes you want it. Sometimes yeah. you want it. Sometimes you don't. So it's like, I, yeah. I'm just not good with it. I'm better with a mouse. If I'm using my whole hand to navigate uh, all these quick movements, perfect. But I'm not. Unite will never be on PC, Mike. Sorry to break it to you. <laughs> no, I'm sure you can like emulate on PC and play it. But at that point, like, no, come on. Uh. Then there's Faint Attack. Night Slash is the recommended move. Faint Attack uh, dashes in a designated direction, dealing damage to enemies and resetting all of the user's move cooldowns. If this move hits an enemy for three seconds, the location where the dash started is marked. Kind of like Zero Aura had something similar to that. Yeah, Volt Switch on Zero Aura. And the user is able to use this move again, returning to the marked location, dealing damage to enemies. A new mark is left where that dash started. As long as there's a mark, if the user uses another move, the mark will move to wherever the mo- wherever that move was used. Oh my gosh, come on. 
did we have to do this? Okay, LeBlanc, relax. Oh boy. If <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is LeBlanc, huh? Yeah. If the user hit oh, wow, if the user hits enemies four times with either feint attack or other moves without interrupting the chain of marking, the next use of feint attack changes. If this changed form of feint attack is used, the user leaps at the designated enemy and deals damage to them before landing in the designated direction. This is a no. This, this is, is a no. lot of stuff. Yeah, this move is this no. Is, I think in general, like, Zorork dashes too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's every move that it has is a dash except cut. Right. That is currently what we're seeing. So that impaired with combination of you just being a weird looking Pokemon. <laughs> and I'm sure here's the thing. I'm sure that if you're in lane and you see a Pokemon come out of the jungle, you'll still be afraid. But if you see, for example, a Blissey come out of the jungle, you're less afraid than if you see a Zoroark come out of the jungle. Mm-hmm. If you see a Blissey that can dash on you and t- take all your health away, that's terrifying. Yeah. So I think the key with Zoroark is to just be the least intimidating Pokemon possible and walk into a lane. Yeah, and just get there. Uh, Unite move. Zoroark's Unite move is Nightfall Days. Unlocks level nine. Releases dark shockwaves, dealing damage to enemies hit. Three shockwaves are released, and each one has increasingly larger area of effect. The user is immune to hindrances while releasing shockwaves. So... I would see this as kind of a exit move yeah. just to kind of get out of there. Just that depends on how much damage is really key. Yeah. It depends how much damage that uh, those shockwaves do overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. It is worth noting that um, strength and weaknesses on game mate says that it's very, it's highly mobile. It has mm-hmm. a lot of dash moves currently has the highest standard attack damage in the game. So that's something to consider as well. Weaknesses are low defenses and HP dependent on combos for burst damage and it's susceptible to crowd control does not have unstoppable unstoppable moves outside of its unite move, which is just a anti-hindrance. It's not unstoppable. Interesting. Yeah. Unite DB right now has uh, Zoroark along with Mr. Mime and Mew all living in S tier. Wow. Yeah. The release S tier. And you know what's even dumber? We didn't even mention that we were forced to buy the skin if we wanted to play this character yes. within on in the first week of launch. What is that garbage? Skin's not, not even like that good. That. Yeah, people do not like that. This was last updated on October 28th. Uh, and on that day, Azumarill and Venusaur were both added to the A tier along with Eldegoss. They got uh, buffs, yeah. Glaceon has just fallen actually from S tier over to A tier. Dang time. It's about time. <clears throat> uh Quifable, my personal favorite is sitting at sitting at B. What's uh what's your Pokemon of choice right now? Still Delphox. Still Delphox. Yeah, that's sitting in A. Yeah, it's it's decent. It's not the best. It's just right. fun. Yeah, Gardevoir is down to C now though. I know Gardevoir was your other go-to. Yeah. Gardevoir and Espeon are both my go-tos. Those are both in C right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Guard, Guard I guess that's why you're not doing it anymore. <laughs> Delphox. Yeah, right now I'm sitting on Delphox. Delphox is still good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, seeing Dodrio in A is interesting too. There are a lot of Pokemon that I, I do really like to play sitting in A right now, so I, I should really just kind of tighten up the ones that I choose to use. Eldegoss took a step up. I guess I got buffed this patch. Yeah. 
I, I was also kind of big on Wigglytuff for a while. That also went up from C to B. So hey, nice. Welcome. Yeah. The thing is, mm-hmm. Blissey and Clefable are both the healers, and they're both in B. So I would still say they're not bad. Like, if you need a healer, you should go one of those two. Unless you're like a god tier Mr. Mime player that isn't greedy, right, and doesn't just like do damage and actually heals your team, then you should get, you should still go Blissey and Clefable. I don't think they're awful. Well, and same same with just with tiers in general. I mean, we're yeah. going to eventually start putting out tier lists on the PokeSports YouTube channel for uh, Scarlet and Violet. But one thing to to think about when you're looking at these tier lists is that you can't necessarily make a team out of everything on the S tier or everything on the A tier. Like yeah. you can't just say, oh, okay, Mew, Mr. Mime, Zoroark, my team should absolutely have those three things. In this case, maybe, but like in the A tier where you have, what is that? Five, nine, 12 different Pokemon on it. It's not like, you know, choose five from that and you're good for your, your team. No, it's that those Pokemon individually do really well. So things like Clefable and Blissey, which are straight up healers, they don't do very well on their own because they're not meant to do very well on their mm-hmm. own. They're, they're meant to support the team, but they can help support a Mew or a Mr. Mime or a Zoroark to be S tier because of them, them just existing. Yeah. Things like Zeraora or Pikachu or Ninetales, which all sit on the C tier, they don't do very much they can get kills and they can do damage but they don't they're not the reason that your team uh wins right and they're also not the reason that that your team is supported so what do they really do that's why they're down at a c tier it's very interesting that there are some pokemon in c tier that used to be in d tier that moved up to c tier implying that this patch actually did well for every pokemon that was involved to the fact to the point where they had to eliminate the D tier. Every Pokemon is currently at least average in this game. And if you are good enough with those Pokemon, theoretically you can win. Which is That's good. Because right. that I'm assuming C means average. If these Pokemon were trash, they would be an F. You know? Yeah. That's the way tier list should work. But the absence of the F tier and D tier means that at least you can make something happen. You will see a lot of these Pokemon that are even sitting in C or B uh, in tournaments, in championships. Yo, uh, listen, Trevenant Mike gets wrecked was, by Buzzwall all the time. I <laughs> hate Buzzwall. I absolutely <laughs> cannot stand Buzzwall. It's sitting in C tier right now. Uh, Trevenant <laughs> is like the, the highlight of the last uh, Unite Worlds. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> sitting in C, like low C. It's, this it's might be like there. a solo queue tier list. Like if you're going to go solo queue, then fine. Yeah, sure. Use yeah. Mew, use Zorok, use Mr. Mime. If you're going to go solo queue, you're going to struggle if you just try to waltz in there with a Crustle and, <laughs> you know, just crust around. <laughs> you're trying to crust around? <laughs> just crusting around. I, I was watching Mike's latest uh, Mythic video where you got like a Magearna set up to plus four or something. Mm-hmm. And this whole time... Um, and that whole time in my brain, because I had a running joke on the channel that people just found hilarious. Because I, I said one time, my Magirna's Magirnin. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say my Magirna's Magirnin. Then I remembered, wait, that's just me. I'm the only person that said. 
Well, I'll tell you what, I'm definitely going to be thinking of that the next time, <laughs> except now we're in series now 14, you can't. so we can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Magirna's Magirning. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait until the next, uh, the next thing that does something similar. I'm sure, they'll, I'm sure they'll eventually bring in like Soul something Heart. that does something like Soul Heart, if not Soul Heart exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's typically how it works. It's like yeah. these mythical Pokemon eventually just have their their um their abilities, abilities just, watered down. <laughs> yeah, nerfed to something else. Like Airlock was watered down to Cloud Nine, that's for right. example. Um, which is not removing all effects of the move, but removing all, what's the difference? I think they're actually the identical thing. I think they are identical. The Delta Stream is the only one that was different, because that's the one that boosted flying type moves for God knows why. Right. Uh, if I look up Cloud Nine, so here's the thing: I've seen it. Yeah, it's the exact same. Okay. Yeah. The so description the, is just completely like copy paste. That's the thing. Like they'll take. Th- just so they could say that, hey, these legendary Pokemon have exclusive abilities that you can't get anywhere else, but there's just a copy pasta of the exact same thing somewhere else. Right. Oh, there, there's a whole thing of uh, ability variations. That all do the same thing. I know yeah. Vital Spirit and Insomnia are the exact same thing, and Delibird gets both of them. <laughs> right. So it's like, what's the point there? Like variations of uh, Arena Trap or Magnet Pole and Shadow Tag. Uh, yeah, except only affected by certain Pokemon. <clears throat> Variations yeah. of Aroma Veil. They're just Flower Veil, Pastel Veil, Sweet Veil. Wonder if there are any other interesting ones here. I mean, obviously, there's the variations of Blaze that all the starters get, being like Overgrow, Swarm, Torrent, that kind of thing. We still got to read Damage Calcs. Oh yeah, I want to get to it for sure. But now <laughs> I'm, I'm hyperfixating on this, and I'll come back to it. Fine, I'll come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last week, our Q&A, we said, uh, try out our Terra damage calc. And we put the link in our bio. Uh, can you create some crazy big damage? If not, I'll ask you a normal question. Just how are you? <laughs> and uh, the people who decided to answer the damage calc question, we've got Omega Alpha here saying from my Discord, uh, 252 plus special attack choice specs, fire, Terra type, Heatran, flash fire, helping hand, power spot, eruption. <laughs> an eruption dealing 150 uh, BP versus a zero HP, zero special defense, fluffy snom in sun. Uh, <laughs> oh, you poor thing. What the heck? That deals. Wait, he didn't <clears throat> even terror type that, that heat ran too. Imagine if he terror typed it. A fire terror type. Yeah. Oh, he did fire terror type it. Oh, that poor snom dude. Mm hmm. Uh, so that fluffy snom in the sun takes 19,104 <laughs> damage uh, on the low end. High end being 22,480. <laughs> That's 31,839% uh, to 37,465%. And then has the gall, has the audacity to after that put guaranteed one hit KO (laughs) (laughs) not only does that guarantee a one hit KO that that blows up a chunk of the world that that's the perfect meme template for 
when you aren't sure if it kills. <laughs> One thousand nine hundred and etc. Damage on oh, the low that's end. So funny. You could be negative six, and that would still kill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Faye says, "Try a Dracovish choice scarf, vicious rend, strong jaw, max attack, Terra water." Dear God, Ooh. if certain mons in the game uh, get this, then we're going to see some bans. <laughs> and so you know what i am actually going to do that right now i'm going to go to pokesports.org i'm going to go to our damage calculator because it's just that easy i'm going to type in Dra- dracovish was dracovish yeah. yeah and i'll actually take it another level i'm not going to put a choice scarf i'm going to put a that choice band because why not helping hand boost it helping <laughs> hand boost it why not we're going to go uh Terra water i'm going to hit terrestrialize on that uh, we're going to go plus six attack because that's just what get we want to do. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Oh, no. La, la, la. Uh, we're going to hit uh, helping hand on that for sure. And then what do we want to what do we want to be attacking here? Kay? It has to be something slower so that okay. Ficious Ren gets a double damage. So uh, uh, do we want to do like some disgusting massive damage? I do. Okay. Um, Geodude. Geodude. Funny enough, I was <laughs> thinking Geodude as well. Uh, all right. So we've got Ficious Rend doubled is in there. Perfect. We've got our attack up there. I think everything's right. Uh, nature right now is jolly. I'm going to go ahead and change that to adamant. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it looks like plus six. We yeah, somehow okay. we somehow clicked belly drum on our Dracovish. I'll, I'll don't, do you don't, a we favor. don't know how. <laughs> I will take out the plus six. <laughs> We've got a 252 plus attack, choice span, strong jaw, uh, water, terra type Dracovish with helping hand and Ficious Rend doubled versus a zero HP, zero defense Geodude. That Poor deals guy. 2,232 <laughs> damage to 2,632 damage. Uh, that being 1940% to 2,200%. That, my friends, is a guaranteed OCO. Yikes. <clears throat> if I put that up to plus six, then that's uh, 7,700 damage up to 9,100. <laughs> Sorry, that's not true. 10,000 damage. That's almost 10,000% guaranteed. Okay. If you're plus six, you could probably take out a Palkia. Oh, Palkia's I'm faster. Curious. Kingdra. Do Kingdra. Kingdra. What? Kingdra's definitely faster, no? Nah, it's base 80. Okay. Kingdra. Kingdra. Oh, no. Kingdra's 85 all around, I think. If What's you're Drake plus Rich? six, that is a guaranteed Oko. That's crazy. That's a water dragon. You're f- four times resisted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's G- very fun. I'm trying G- to put G- 252, 252 HP, 252 defense. Yeah, even at 252 HP, 252 defense. Which is a set you'll is, never run on Kingdra. You'll never run that. You will never <laughs> see this situation ever happen. Just putting that out there. Uh, that's still 250% damage to almost 300% damage. Jeez, man. Still a guaranteed Oko. Gross. Yeah. So yeah, this is why having fun with a damage calculator is fun. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> honestly. You got anything else? <laughs> no, else I, got? I don't. Yeah, it's just those. Uh, there are some people who are answering my, how are yous? Uh, yogurt says, I feel great. Thanks. That calculator looks amazing. Thank you. Uh, also, can I find your intro and outro music somewhere? That's a great question. And the answer is no. Um, that our intro and outro is, was made specifically from, uh, why am I forgetting the name right now? M dash. M dash. Thank you. Yes. Um, now they did put the intro and outro on their channel. 
Um, so you can go and find that uh, if that's how you want to do it. But yeah, it's it's not actually an excerpt from anything. That's that's just the actual intro and outro made specifically for Pokesports. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sylveon Mewtwo says Terra Fairy, uh, <clears throat> Terra Fairy Hidden Ability Sylveon did massive damage with Hyper Voice uh, and Hyper Beam. Breaking news. Transroids coming to Pokemon. Awesome. I haven't heard of this. PS haven't tried Mewtwo, but if you know, you know the damage. LOL. Massive for sure. Cool. Yes. Mewtwo hurts. Mewtwo hurts. Can confirm. Seabass McChop says Pokemon. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yep. You're in the right place. <laughs> Got it. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Mojo the Great says, good. Enjoying a no Nat Dex draft league. No max Nat Dex draft league. Interesting. Shout out to VGC Trainer School Discord server. Well, there you go. Put it there. National Dex is a weird place, man. It's so weird it? having megas and stuff still allowed. Yeah, because mm. that's all still allowed in that decks. So do you have Z moves as well? Um, I believe so. Are you just playing like the the what's it called? The champions tournament or whatever is going on in the anime right now? You're literally playing Generation 9 with Gen 8 Pokemon also. That's wow. it. Wow. Yeah, that's like the difference. It's like Dynamax is so broken, but I think Z moves are still allowed and stuff, and so are Megas. Mm-hmm. I guess we can say uh there's a Pokemon Showdown server kicking around uh, where you can actually use terrestrialization. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coded in there right now as like hidden power. But if you set your Pokemon to hidden power, then you have the option to uh, terrestrialize it within that hidden power type. Yeah. And it seems pretty interesting. We we tried it out a little bit uh, for a for a future video, but then we realized that that video wouldn't work uh, using that server. So we had to swap back to the regular Pokemon showdown, but I am interested in, in giving it a shot. Uh, seems fun. The thing that I'm, I'm concerned about is that the more I learn about terrestrialization, the more I feel like it's going to get banned. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. I don't know. I, I think we'll it's going to sp- I feel like it's going to speed up the game a little bit, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's broken. I think you you can terrestrialize. Yes. I think it's been broken for sure. Uh, I think if Dynamax never increased your HP, Mm -hmm. you'd be fine. I think if terrestrialization also doubled your HP, then it would be absolutely broken and bannable in every sense of the word. That's fair. But uh, I think it it really comes down to the defensive built-in capabilities because people can use terrestrialization defensively, but it's not necessarily built that way. Dynamax is built to be both offensively and defensively viable just in its coding. The issue that I have with terrestrialization, yes, it doesn't boost your HP, but you can argue that changing your types is technically changing your hp Mm. because if you're water and you expect to get hit by electric move and you can change into terra grass you're essentially doubling your hp because you're taking two times less damage so there's a there's a a wording in there uh but you know it's it's all about unpredictability in a lot of cases that's true but 
it's not always going to be you're terastalizing into an incoming electric type move. Yeah. Right. Like you're, you're terastalizing into whatever you expect the opponent to be using. And sometimes it'll be the thing that you think it is. And then in other cases, it'll be just something that does neutral damage or something yeah. that is actually super effective against whatever you're, you're terastalizing into. Um, and you never really know like what Pokemon you're, you're going up against. I think open team sheets are going to be really interesting going into. They might be necessary. They might be like absolutely necessary. Uh, I don't know if if um, open team sheeting your your Terra type is going to be necessary. You had to open Uh, team sheet your G Max, so maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. That's that's the concern that I have mostly, and the way I see it. The way yeah. I see it, like what's stopping me from having all six Pokemon have a defensive Terra type in there somewhere? You know, what's if I'm running Whimsicott, which hasn't been confirmed for the game, and hopefully it won't be in the game because I'm not looking forward to playing with it. <laughs> right. Um, what if my whim I had yeah. Terra Dark Whimsicott just in case I I don't want to get prankster taunted or something, or a, a Terra Ghost Whimsicott so I can't get fake outed and I could still get Tailwind up. Mm. You know, like I. I, there are defensive capabilities that you can definitely use. Um, and what's stopping me from having a defensive capability on all my Pokemon? Now, I'm sure gonna, I'm going to have offensive Pokemon that are going to probably have their offensive Terra types, and I'm probably not going to change the type too much. I'm just going to go right. for a two-time stab, and that's it. But support Pokemon should also, theoretically, even if they're not going to be ter- a terrestrialized, you know, nine out of ten times, there will be that one time where you might need to tear into a ghost type. Definitely. And like for, we take Dynamax candies, for example. The Whimsicott at Worlds that all Dynamax, just because they had to change the terrain just so they wouldn't get slept by the Amoongus, all had Dynamax candies on their Whimsicott. Do they ever Dynamax their Whimsicott in any other situation? No. Exactly. (laughs) So there's just going to be a whole extra step to team building that I'm already not good at doing. Right. and we're going to have to take that into consideration. This is definitely really going to benefit the people who team build together, the the group think that happens mm-hmm. in in competitive Pokemon. Um and, and I feel like uh the the niche people who who Terra who pre do all the pre-work in in giving their whole team like unique Terra types, that's really going to shine against the people doing groupthink. Because everybody in in the, you know building their teams together and and practicing against each other, they're gonna get very used to one certain type matchup and one certain Terra type matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people who are are making the unique teams are really going to shine about that. Yeah. Oh. I guess we'll see. <laughs> I guess we'll see. It's really interesting stuff. But honestly, the closer that we get to Scarlet and Violet, the more interested I get about it. And and I, I really think that, you know, this, this generation is going to be where the real team building happens. Because before, you could just kind of Dynamax anything to yeah. a certain extent and just be good with it. But now you have to go and catch six different Terra type Pokemon based on what Terra type you want so that you can use one in your in your game. It sucks that they're going to make us play that stupid raid battle mini game for the terror types. But at the same time, I heard that they improved it a lot. They made mm. it a lot faster. I think they all have a time limit of a minute and 30 seconds that we oh, have nice. to knock out the, the the Pokemon in. That's amazing. If I can just like bang these out, have a group of friends just like constantly just, you know, 
Go, go, go. Yeah. Go, go, go. Um, that's great. I did also hear that they're going to make them a lot harder and uh, they mm-hmm. have a level 100 ones, which is like seven Ooh. stars or something. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes. The issue, even max raid battles, they were fun for the first little bit. It's just, you know, if you make them too tedious. slow, then they become tedious. Yeah. 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 They were just tedious. And, um, I guess we'll see how that all pans out. You know that in future DLC, they're just going to be like, hey, we we made some new soup. You can now give them some water soup and they will turn into water type. Water type. soup. Water soup. <laughs> Soupy water. I want to I wanna pose a new question for the Q&A for today. Uh, dealing around terror types here, and this will be the last thing we do before we go. Uh, dealing around terror types, think about your favorite Pokemon. And I'm, I'm looking over at the answers from last week and i know that sylveon mewtwo is going to go with sylveon and mewtwo um <laughs> tell me what terra type you would expect to put on your favorite pokemon okay all right and we'll come back next week and we'll talk about uh terra types on on your favorite pokemon folks i want to thank you for listening to this episode of pokey sports a competitive pokemon podcast uh coming up this week we actually have a rather interesting video uh coming out on i believe friday uh talking about or not talking about exactly kevin and i we we did a pack opening battle and if you've watched uh, Beast Coast Pokemon, if you've been watching, then you've probably already seen this, um, where two people, they open up packs, they, <clears throat> they look at the uh, cards that they get, and then they battle with those Pokemon that they get. Uh, Kevin and I did the exact same thing, and it was a lot of fun. So I hope you go and watch that. Uh, folks, again, I want to thank you for watching and listening. You're watching over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Pokesports. Uh, Kevin, you got anything going on this week? Um, Best returning Pokemon tier list uh, just went out yesterday for you guys uh, (laughs) that are excited to see what Pokemon are returning. Uh, There is a little bit of a spoiler warning in that video. So watch with that spoiler warning or don't watch. It's just talking about revealing Pokemon that already exist. Not talking about any new Pokemon that are coming in. So if you don't really care about that, go for it. Go for it. That's pretty much it. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, I've been Mike. That's Kevin. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.